Hi, I'm Drew. Thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. The writers of A Quiet Place, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, bring us another B-movie concept on an epic scale with 65, the dinosaur movie that's now playing in theaters. But this time, Scott and Brian are in the director's chairs. This movie grossed $26 million at the box office, and we get laser guns, outer space, aircrafts, and dinosaurs at 65. And we're going to review it today on High on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and latest news all rolled into one. Man, John, it is nice to see dinosaurs scary again. I mean, like, not in that Jurassic Park way where they're, like, trainable and, like, in, like, you know, like, smart, but in that primal, like, just just a fucking hungry animal scary way again on a grounded level uh, to be taken very seriously. Uh, so before mean, we talk uh, about like it. You mean, like, a hot redhead with a uh, flare just waving it and running with right. the T-Rex chasing her? That shit ain't happening in this movie. Um, in heels. But before we talk about 65... What's your favorite dinosaur movie, and what's your favorite actual dinosaur? Oh, Let's go back to like fourth grade here and talk about dinosaurs. Oh. Okay, I've, I have a lot of thoughts. I, you know, I, I just focused on the dinosaur movie and didn't even think about what's my favorite dinosaur. I okay. just stopped at that point. <laughs> I'm gonna save one movie of of, of favorites because I don't think you'll even come close to naming it. But I mean, yeah, like Lamb Lamb Before Time's a classic. Uh, the original Jurassic Park. Shit. Yeah. Um it's not one of my favorites, but I just thought of this and it's a hilarious story. So, you know, like all little boys, my nephew was into dinosaurs. Yeah. So my mom was at the dollar store and you know how they have those like dollar DVDs. Yeah. Well, they had a dinosaur one. Okay. My mom decided to get it for my nephew. It's an animated one. We pop it in. My nephew starts fucking crying because he's like three. This animated thing is just showing the other dinosaur just ripping the plant eater to fucking shreds. Oh my just like, and my sister's like, what the hell did you get him? She's like, I just bought a dinosaur. It was an animated dinosaur movie from like oh the God. dollar store. And like my nephew's all fucking distraught. Over traumatized. It. <laughs> She's like, he's fucking three. And Bob's like, I didn't know what it was, but like, yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's not bloody or anything. I mean, but it's, yeah. but I mean, it's just showing like the T-Rex just ripping like a brontosaurus well, that's not even a real dinosaur now but like or like a stegosaurus just like ripping them to shreds Jesus. <laughs> he was uh yeah, he was terrified <laughs> he was Damn, not happy that's crazy. about that i mean uh not to that extent but something happened recently uh for me where uh on uh, the disney channel there's this thing uh it's called uh uh, autopsy of a dinosaur or something like that or something like dissecting the dinosaur but it's like a group of like surgeons or scientists and it's like real it's like a national geographics thing and basically like they're brought in like a uh recreation of like what a dinosaur would be 
and like they start like doing surgery like cutting the dinosaur open and stuff like doing an autopsy and it is gory as hell like it's legit blood like it's like it's like they're dissecting a real animal and my wife had it playing for the kids and she was like oh oh, i don't think this is what we thought it would be (laughs) and she had to turn it off so not quite as funny and epic as your story but still yeah there's some uh everybody thinks oh dinosaurs is for kids and it's like you gotta check that shit out no it's not not all of it I I can't remember. I used oh dude, I'm sure you did too. Is like being a young kid. I used to know like so many of the goddamn dinosaurs. Oh yeah, but I like Triceratops. Okay, Triceratops is cool. I can't remember it, but it's the one I always said I had the dickhead, where it's like has a head, but it has like that flap. It like <laughs> the thing it goes back looks like an erect penis. Oh Jesus. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know where where to go from there, but yeah, you did you did, you were a big fan of Land Before Time, right? Yeah, well, so, so your favorite dinosaur is the is is like a real dinosaur is the one that you don't know. Its I name, can't it remember its head. name. It's so we're gonna call it the penis head dinosaur. Yeah, okay. penis head dinosaur. Um, <laughs> I loved the Land Before Time. I still have that shit on VHS. Um, but uh, I'm like a cliche dinosaur fan you know i guess you know there's nothing special about me i don't have any fancy names or words i like the t-rex and as far as like dinosaur movies go i guess jurassic park would probably be my favorite one i mean that is kind of like the definitive monster movie i mean i'm not gonna say fucking tammy and the (laughs) t-rex oh it's i looked it up it's a parasaurolophus how did you look it up? Dinosaur with penis head? Dinosaur. I did look up dickhead. That didn't help me. Dickhead dinosaur. <laughs> I, I got imagine. a whole bunch of different results. Um, but I looked up dinosaur with long back ahead. It's Is that John? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's got like that floppy dildo hanging off the back of its neck. Yeah. I don't know. That thing, that thing pretty erect. But, uh, oh yeah, here's one. You didn't name it. When the fe- here's the plot of it. When the federal government tries to eradicate a local marijuana crop, they encounter an unexpected problem. Gonchosaurus Rex, <laughs> a prehistoric 400-foot-tall monster who awakens with a healthy appetite for a particular strain of marijuana, cannabis sequoia. <laughs> and this is a real movie? Yes. When did it come out? What, what year is this? What year? This came out in 1987. Oh my god, so holy shit. Dude, 400 feet tall. You know that's fucking like that's like 100 feet taller I'm than Godzilla. Just Rex Skull. Fuck Godzilla. Uh, King, up. Yeah, Godzilla. Like, yeah. Godzilla. I said King Kong, but yeah. He, <laughs> as I mean, big as Godzilla is, I think he's like uh just a little over 300 feet. So 400 feet. That is a big dinosaur. How much weed can something that big smoke? Uh, maybe, oh my god maybe i'll post this for the episode this week but i'm gonna show you the cover he's mean he's green and he's mad he's gonjasaurus rex <laughs> oh Look god, at the it, looks, qua- it looks like an action figure it looks like an action figure and it's funny because it looks like they mixed godzilla and king kong together <laughs> they probably did all right but, we're gonna have to look into this yeah gonjasaurus rex <laughs> well uh all right so um I guess, real quick again, before we get into 65, which we're about there, uh, what are we smoking today? What do you got the bong loaded with? Got some classic wedding co- wedding cookies. That's not a classic string. Wedding cake is. Oh, okay. It's uh, also known, I've never heard this, okay. Triangle Mints number 23. Yeah, I never heard it called that either. It's a potent type of indica hybrid marijuana strain made by Crossing Triangle Kush with animal mints. 
Okay. And fun fact. Oh, they're giving us they're giving us knowledge nugs here. In Canada, this strain is known as pink cookies. Okay. So oh, I guess there is a cookies connection. I just didn't use the pink part first. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just okay, leave well, that, that there. sounds good. I mean, every time I've had wedding cake, I've never had any complaints. And uh, the strain provides relaxing and euphoric effects to calm the body and mind. The strain yields a rich, tangy flavor profile with undertones of earthy pepper. Medi- <laughs> medical <laughs> earthy pepper, okay. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't had some earthy pepper? <laughs> some medical earthy marijuana pepper? patients choose wedding cake to help relieve symptoms associated with pain, insomnia, and appetite loss. Consumers with low THC tolerance should enjoy this strain with an extra slice of care due to its high THC content. <laughs> Wedding cake has soared in popularity over the years. It was named Leafly Strain of the Year in 2019. No shit. Wedding cake growing into wedding cake. What the hell? What the hell? Is it wedding cake? <laughs> it says wedding cake growing. Oh, sorry. I'm so too you high. burgundied yourself. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I didn't read the word correctly. Oh, okay. I, thought there, was a, I thought there was a typo. I thought it said wedding cake growing into wedding cake, but it says wedding cake growing info. Wedding cake is a popular strain choice for both intermediate and advanced growers. Neither one of those are us. I've never tried to grow anything. <laughs> yeah, same. This strain could be grown indoors and outdoors. You can expect flowering time of seven to nine weeks. When growing outside, wedding cake will finish between September through October. And the strain offers an average yield. I don't know what that means. So, don't ask me. (laughs) The feelings are relaxed. Oh, okay. Aroused and hungry. I like how the aroused, the one in the middle, they've just put two hearts. (laughs) So, this weed makes you horny. All right. Yeah, all right. Should have smoked this on our Valentine's Day episode. For for, for some dickhead dinosaurs. (laughs) Uh, Dizzy, anxious, and paranoid. The flavors are vanilla, pepper, and sweet. That sounds terrible when you say those all together. Yeah, it definitely does. uh, Wow. Okay, I was about to say I was done, and there's some comments here. It says, uh, I took three large bong hits about 20 minutes ago. A, with three pluses. I don't think I've ever seen three pluses. No shit, damn. Damn. That's some extra credit shit right there. Extra credit. That's a hundred plus plus dog. <laughs> no, uh, it's funny though, real quick, uh, about the arousal thing. Like, I kind of feel like that's, uh, that's like a whole bait and switch. Like you're going to, like, I've never, first of all, I've never encountered, uh, I, I personally have never noticed getting horny off of, uh, smoking, but if there's a strain that legitimately makes you horny, which we're saying that this one apparently does, it arouses you. That's a, that's a trap, man. Cause everybody knows if you pull dick when you're fucking high as hell, you are going to sleep. <laughs> Even Joe Rogan said Marines can't withstand that shit. Like you're going to sleep. So it's almost like this, this weed is like perfect if you want to sleep because it'll get you there. Yeah, I mean, it'll get you there. You, you know smoke what I mean? it, you end up on OnlyFans. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think we're good here. I think it's about time to get into the uh, plot of City Five. <laughs> hey, uh, I went through all that, and we never even fucking ripped the bong. I got you know thinking about OnlyFans. It got me too excited. I guess. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, we did smoke some wedding cake before this, so, you know, maybe it was kicking in. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have smoked weed that arouses us and then mentioned OnlyFans. I was thinking of dinosaurs look kind of sexy. <laughs> anyway. No, they weren't. I mean, you have... I don't know that T-Rex, though. Uh, I, mean, okay, I need to stop. Everybody's got their own taste, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'll just get into the movie here. I'm in the bestiality now. I mean, does it count if they extinct? <laughs> bestiality oh. of the mind. <laughs> wow, we uh, we are in some uh, dark waters here. I'm just gonna move on with this. Dig movie. us out and just fucking uh, dig us out. Just dig us out and you know get to the plot. Yeah, <laughs> sixty five is a 2023 American science fiction action thriller. Uh, written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods and stars Adam Driver and Ariana Greenblatt. Uh, the film is set 65 million years ago on the planets. I'm probably going to mispronounce it. Cause I don't, I don't even Solaris know. Solaris or something? Samaris? Samaris, yeah. But did, I don't even know if they actually said the name in the movie. <laughs> no, it's just so. written up like in like a description uh, in the beginning. But uh, yeah, it centers around a pilot named Mills who convinces his wife, Alia, to let him embark on a two-year expedition to earn money for their daughter, Naveen's medical treatment. Could you imagine just like, oh yeah, so uh, like I got to go work, you know, the company sending me out. Oh, how long are you going to be going? Ah, like two years. Too long. (coughs) (laughs) I could have jumped right back into the plot, but you know, I had to rip the bog again. No, uh. Two years is uh, way too long. long. I talk about the ultimate fighter and how like those guys leave and can't make it because they're like at a house away from their family for six months. Two years? Hell no, man. My kids are too young. I wouldn't be able to do it. That's that uh, that's that Murphy (laughs) shit from uh, uh, Interstellar. Right, but let me say though, before you move on, I just want to say one little thing here. I promise. This is. I don't know if it's actually the longest since, but to me, this has the longest intro in recent memories oh, to the yes, Friday the 13th I did, remake. I did not write that down, but it's funny you say that because that that was something that, like like one of the, my first thoughts, like, when it finally popped up, I was like, damn, this is like a good 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, I'd say. I was like, shit went down I mean, already. we're high, so it could have been less than that, but I mean, it still was a long a, yeah. long, a long intro. If you've seen the Friday the 13th remake, then you know how that movie kind of makes you feel like the movie started before you get hit with the <sighs> in, uh, the uh, title scene, and that's and exactly what happens here. The movie just starts. I'm just going to talk about the Friday the 13th remake real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to let it go, and you brought it up again, and I was like, fuck, I got to say. With that intro, man, like I was like, I didn't realize there was more characters after it. I hadn't really seen trailers for it, so I didn't really know anything <laughs> about going in. I was like, he's fucking... I was like, this yeah, is like everybody. 20 minutes into the goddamn movie. <laughs> We're just going to watch him sit on his like infant bed and hold his teddy bear the rest of the movie. He just got his love sleeve down there. <laughs> his love sleeve. Uh, anyway, however, during the journey back to Samaris, Mills crashes into Earth during the Cretaceous period. His ship is damaged and split in half, and he finds his passengers have all been killed. Then... Uh, he At first, he, sent, he was going to send a message for like a rescue and then canceled it and said... I mean, I like how he says there's no survival. Well, obviously, somebody sent us this. Yeah, so, right, right. But, uh, yeah, so Homeboy was contemplating suicide. He put his little laser gun. I wonder I wonder how lasers, like, I got to imagine that's pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, he was about to, and then he got a little beep that there actually was a survivor. Uh, only one, a young girl named Koa. And despite uh, difficulties communicating due to their different languages, Mills decides to take care of her. And then later, Mills discovers the other half of the ship containing a functional escape shuttle. 
sends a distress beacon for re- and it well it does I'm sorry does send a distress signal for uh, rescue. So he lies to Koa about her parents being alive to encourage her to go with them to the mountain. Where tells he, them they're on the tells her they're on the mountain with the ship. Yeah, where the shuttle's located. As their journey, they journey across the planet. They bond while Mills protects Koa from attacking dinosaurs. And I want to say, um, this movie or Fast and the Furious movies uh, with more uh, times the word family is said in a movie. <laughs> got to be close right like, uh yeah well this is actually family it's not fam so i don't know if it counts <laughs> them dinosaurs ain't stronger than fam we talked about that last week um i know it's relatively short but really like i feel like this is the best part to kind of stop off i mean it, I, you might I mean, feel like not, yeah, we're leaving a lot out but it's really just we're really not not like, to compare them but it's like Lord of the Rings. It's just a journey. Or like yeah, The like, Hobbit. It's just, it's the journey and stuff happens along the journey. If you've seen the trailer and you know that it's just two people stranded on an island with dinosaurs, then I mean, you pretty much know the plot. So there's, without spoilers, there's not really much to say besides that. So I feel like we I say this every week. Like, like no, it's we, a cop we, we, out. We'll like, dig spoilers out quick, but some are or, or synopsis. But sometimes it's just uh, synopsis are not as complicated as, you know, this, for example, being a high-end b-movie again has a b-movie plot it's rather simple right to the point kind of like a you know uh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah um i thought the film was very nice to look at the creature designs looked looked good enough uh adam driver did a solid job uh, the movie's just a typical popcorn flick i feel like uh they didn't realize that they, this was a movie they should have released in may i feel <laughs> like it would have done a lot better probably as being like that summer movie yeah um yeah it's, it's just you know typical popcorn fare i was a little let down by that as from the trailers i thought we might get more to the story than what we saw i don't know what i didn't have expectations but i thought there was going to be more of i hate to say like more of a plot like there's no plot but i guess like a deeper plot to it than what we were getting of like a typical sci-fi or maybe some sort movie. of twist or something whereas this was really just straightforward yeah, yeah. i get you um it really is a ge- very generic plot. It's, I mean, you know, it's funny is you could almost compare it to Mandalorian. Yeah. Like it's just a, a space cowboy <laughs> protected, uh, protected, a a, yeah, protected a little one. But I mean, yeah, uh, there's not much more than what meets the eye with this. Uh, the emotional beats that I feel like they're supposed to make you care about aren't really more than surface level to me and don't hit the notes it was trying to hit. Mm. I mean, it's not badly acted, but it's just, I don't necessarily feel the connection. Like Interesting you said that. I can't wait to say my part. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, maybe you, I, I'm interested. I think maybe yours are different. Uh, that said, I don't hate or dislike the movie. I mean, uh, it explores themes of survival, communication, the resilience of the human spirit. It's a fun time. Family, t- fam, as you mentioned, fam. Yeah, fam. I mean, it's a fun time in the Cretaceous period. I'll give it a 6.6 out of 10. Oh, 6.6, okay. Like, um, I don't hate it. It's not... Yeah, it wasn't it's great, not, but... It, it wasn't was... even necessarily like... This is going to sound weird. It wasn't good. It was good. Yeah. No, like, I, it was a good watch. Yeah, it wasn't like, I don't hate it. I don't I regret mean, I, seeing it. I'd watch it again. I'd own it. Uh, I'm not going to like watch it a thousand times or nothing or say it's the best thing I've ever seen. But if you're looking for an, a movie that you can just go and relax to and, and just be like 
just watch some crazy effects in an action movie, then I mean, this is the definitely dinosaurs looked really good. I it's kind of a I dumb mean, it's movie CGI, but I mean, they they looked good. They did. Um, some of them were puppets, though. Some of them were puppets. Some okay. were CGI, but uh, yeah, for me. Uh, I actually agree with you, though, uh, about what you said, so let me get into what I was going to say. So the commercials made it seem like it was going to be a bit more intense and scary than it was, and that disappointed me a bit. The dinosaurs are the outer shell of the movie. Uh, They're they're the outer shell of the movie, though this movie's about uh, found family and recovery, as Scott Beck and Brian Woods have said in an interview, and uh, 65 is a character story, and Scott and Brian said that in doing a film that only has two people, it distills the projects to the bare ingredients, and they're right, and it works to a degree. However, the acting is good, but the chemistry is not as strong as it should have been. Oh, I did not think you were going to agree with me. No, I understand Mills and Koa's bond and why they would bond, but it just felt forced. And Ariana Greenblatt credits Adam for teaching her a lot on the set and said that he's a professional, so it's good that they bonded on set. But like you it said, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I just, maybe if the movie were two hours and it had maybe made the plot a little bit more complex and honestly, I think what would have done it, you know me, I don't, I don't judge movies on, I can't say I would have done this and this and this. Cause it's like that. I, I can't judge a it's movie. It's easy based to on, look at it and see, Oh, well that didn't work. I would have did that. Exactly. I'm not going to judge it on what should have been. I have to judge it on what's there, but I think that Mills should have been more of an asshole. I feel that he was stern and he was the reluctant hero. But uh, I feel that he should have been more of an asshole, and that would have been built more of a dynamic between them. Uh, but uh, the things that I liked about the film are the fact that, like I just said, Mills is a reluctant hero. I like that uh, he still plays with Koa and tries to do childish things with her to help her cope with such a city situation there, and even if the bonding isn't there. Uh, I like that Mills is no Vin Diesel or The Rock. Either he's flawed, he gets fucked up throughout the film, he's not perfect, he's not some macho man and untouchable. And uh, really, Mills' journey in this film is rebirth and human connection. And uh, the action scenes were like straight out of a fucking video game. I love the action scenes. But again... I thought that too. It felt very video game-ish. <clears throat> Absolutely. With the laser guns and the sound yeah. effects. And it's I just imagine like that being like one of those arcade games you have where you actually hold the gun. You know what I mean? It, it was, but, it was um, funny because I, I don't know why, but I, I, I took it out of my uh, review. I was going to say it kind of felt like it was like one of those video games where they're like, oh, let's put uh, uh, futuristic soldiers with dinosaurs and just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the video game part of that. Seven seven out of ten for me. So we're yeah, right seven, there in the yeah, same. Yeah, the Again, same. have you asked me how, is 65 good? Have you asked me how Scream 6? I'm going to say Scream 6 sucks. If you say how 65, I'm going to say it's it's pretty it's good. It's pretty good. I'm not going to say it's great. It's going to blow your mind. But if you say hey, how 65, have you seen it? I'll say, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's above average, but it's not it's not far above average but it's a it's an easy watch it's a fun watch and it's definitely something that i can see myself and other people revisiting so for rewatchability alone it's definitely uh better than scream six <laughs> but yeah, uh yeah but um, I it's not better it. than cocaine bear it, but i didn't hate it uh i agree i would i will cocaine bear of these last three reviews we've done yeah. cocaine who bear would have thought cocaine bear would be if you told us before we saw them 
hey, uh, you're going to see Cocaine Bear, and then you're going to see Scream 6 mm-hmm. and 65. Cocaine Bear is the one that I think is probably going to be the worst. I agree. I think and that would be the most terrible the one. But here's the thing. Kudos you know, again to Granny Panties. So I don't know if you remember this or not, but whatever the hell the last Terminator film was, man, there's been so many Terminator movies I don't even oh, care Dark anymore. Taint. Dark Taint. Yeah, Dark Feet. <laughs> um, if you remember, there was a whole thing about John Connor being like the T-1000 and it was like in the trailer. Yeah. Well, that was like a big deal to the director because that was a plot point, a plot twist that was supposed to be like saved for the movie. And that was not something that he wanted to be like exposed. He did not want John Connor to be in the trailer as a Terminator. That was something you were supposed to get surprised with in the theater. Well, Scott Beck and Brian Woods said the same thing about Sony's promotion for wait, 65. Wait, was that, was that Dark Fate or was that Genesis? Whichever, man. I think I don't it was even, Genesis. It was Genesis, yeah. Because that was the one with... With uh, Amelia Clark in it, and they had like the actually T1- I didn't mind that one, but the T one thousand as well was back. He was like an Asian cop though instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. But um, but my point is that Scott Beck and Brian Woods said that they were unhappy with Sony's promotion of sixty five because the dinosaur twist was supposed to be something that you realize once you were in the theaters. It was supposed to be like, oh shit, this is a dinosaur movie. And instead, like, so I guess the trailers were supposed to be more about just like being on a planet and having crash down and trying to survive. But Sony ended up giving away like the whole like plot of, oh, there are 65 million years in the past and it's dinosaurs. Scott Beck and Brian Woods were not happy about that. They thought that that was, uh, that pretty much spoiled their movie. Interesting, right? I mean, I'd be pretty pissed too. I mean, I feel like they, the promotional, the the people in charge of promotion shouldn't be allowed to just have free range of doing whatever the fuck they want. There should be like notes of like, do not put this shit in the trailer. You know, too much shit. That's there's too much shit. that gets put in trailers, dude. I know. And it's sad because I want to watch them, but then I always tell myself, don't watch the trailer. Well, it's real. That's what's happening with the new evil dead film with evil dead rise. The same thing happened with 2013's Evil Dead. Everybody kept saying how brutal and gory that movie was. Yet when I got to the theater and I saw it, the movie myself, everything that they showed in the goddamn Red Band trailer was like the, the scariest, the most brutal parts of the movie. So I was kind of like, nothing surprised me. Nothing took me back. I'd already seen all this shit in the trailers. I'm really starting to feel like they're doing that with Evil Dead Rise because they keep saying how brutal it is. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, they show a lot in that movie. They like, do. They show they a show lot in that trailer. So I really like trying to stay away from trailers from here on trailers. out. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I really hope that when we watch this Evil Dead Rise that... uh we're actually surprised by some shit, and it's not just like the extended version of what we saw in the trailer. But anyway, I'm 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 rambling. Yeah. We need to get into the it's, spoiler was, section. Of yeah, 65. I was waiting for you to finish, and then <laughs> I was just gonna say that we're rambling. Uh, so yeah, if you don't want spoilers, uh, go feed your cat some meow mix. All right, let's jump back into the plot here. So, uh, during their night near a cave opening, Koa watches several video messages from Naveen, who had died from her illness midway through Mill's expedition. And now you understand why he's clinging to Koa so much. Yeah, and also I wanted to say, I didn't want to spoil it in our non-spoilers, but I was going to say, like, even his daughter's death doesn't have the emotional impact it should be. It's more of... I, I literally felt like watching, like, oh, that's... Oh, that sucks that yeah. You know, I agree. his daughter died. I don't know if it's because we didn't get enough screen time with her or what, but I agree with you. Uh, it was like it was sad. You felt for him, but it wasn't like that devastating blow. You it should have been. Like I mean, damn! Talk about a space movie with kind of the same concept. Interstellar, she's still alive. Yeah, right. And you're like, damn! Like 
She's an old that, woman. She's getting older and older now. Yeah, like like you see it turn into Jessica Chastain, and yeah. then like you just like you see the anger that you actually also see from Naveen yeah. at the end. But like in Interstellar, like you felt that shit. But yeah. I guess maybe because, like you said, she was more of a well, we didn't get enough screen time. Murph yeah. Murph was more of a uh, maybe not main character, but like right 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 below the main cast and that's yeah. supporting cast but like yeah like i mean his daughter didn't even die and i was like that had more emotional impact than than that yeah agreed but uh yeah then they get attacked by a giant theropod which they managed to injure before hiding in the cave after a rock fall so- separates them mills and koa fend themselves before reuniting i thought i did did, did you think she was dead no, I didn't think she was dead. I, I thought he might die, though. I thought he might die, but no, yeah. I didn't think she was dead. Yeah, because, you know, they they have, like, these little, like, uh, I, I want to call them thermal detonators, because that's what they look like from, like, Star Wars. <laughs> so talk, blast in the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about a fucked up uh, twist in the film. What if he did fucking die, and then, like, the last 40 minutes of the film is this, like, little girl trying to <laughs> cross the woods full of dinosaurs to get also, to an aircraft and figure out how to pilot it and drive home. Also, <laughs> That'd have been a horrible they, twist. They, they talk about the language barrier between them, and that's supposed to be the big problem. But tell but me how... she understands mostly everything he says, right? Well, eventually. But the one thing that made me go... Really? You don't fucking understand what she's trying to tell you? Because she's like, she's trying to tell him to go through the mountain. Yeah. And she's like, through it. He's like, we can't. We can't. And then eventually was like, she's like, you have explosives. And he's like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time I'm like, yeah, she wants you to fucking blow the rocks up. <laughs> right, like, right, right. I'm like, how is this a struggle for you to figure out? Anyway. Um, uh, Mills also discovers that an asteroid... Uh, whose debris actually caused the ship to crash in the beginning will strike earth in less than 12 hours triggering a catastrophic extinction event which was what killed off the dinosaurs i thought me personally i i think you didn't mind it i was like that's a little much i like, thought it was cool i thought i it was, was like so cool. the asteroid the meteor or well asteroid yeah it's still an asteroid when it's up i was like so the asteroid that damaged their ship is the one that now spins off and kills all the dinosaurs. And he's also happens to be on the planet while that is going to destroy the planet. But see, I thought that that's... And how did it travel that fucking fast? But that's what I thought made it intriguing was it wasn't just like, oh, he's here on a planet with dinosaurs and oh no, the fucking meteor's coming. It was like he got caught in that meteor belt and... Which can we talk about that? That's what sent him... You know, crashing. So it's kind of like he was in the middle of it as it was happening, and then landed, and it can continued to happen. So yeah, that part doesn't bother me as much. I really thought the visuals of the asteroid. Oh yeah, those were cool. That was cool, and, and the problem, devastation yeah. of it landing. God damn. I mean, it did. Uh, yeah, literally right? kill off the dinosaurs. <laughs> so I imagine it probably was pretty fucking spectacular. That was a tall fire. That was a really tall fucking um, fire. Yes, and also the asteroid field. Asteroids are. I, I don't think they probably took it to the Christopher Nolan level of getting Kip on mm-hmm. board to handle the science stuff, but like 
that's not how asteroid fields work. Like, <laughs> they're millions of miles apart from each other. Like, this is a B movie. Okay. A B I'm, movie. I'm, remember, remember. Fair enough. I just remember, wanted to point we're, that we're out. We're not going to go into Cocaine Bear talking about, like, the inaccuracies of that, right? I mean, so, I mean the cocaine did kill the bear. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, so what? Mills and Koa basically fucking travel home. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they make it home the, safely after somehow one-on-one encountering two T-Rexes. He tells her, like, at one point, basically, and then she that was the one time she couldn't really understand him. Yeah. Where he was like, I fucking lied to you. Not, not in those exact <laughs> words, but like, I fucking lied to you. Your parents are dead. I needed you to help me get up. Yeah, get up on the mountain. Oh, can yeah. we also talk about... The one that made me go, oh, when she had that fucking like centipede type thing yeah, in her man. fucking mouth and yeah. she was just foaming. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Biting her tongue and paralyzing her or something. Yeah, that shit was Yeah, that disgusting. shit was crazy. But yeah, so they basically, uh, yeah, like I said, they get there and then he uh, kind of talks to her and tells Koa she realizes, hey, my mom and dad aren't here. And he's like, yeah, you know, I lost somebody too, but we got to yeah. still get rolling. Yeah, he opens up about losing Naveen and promises to protect her. Uh, they board the escape shuttle, but the asteroid's debris caused it to fall down the mountain. Uh, Mills and Koa managed to fend off two large T-Rexes, so fuck you, Jurassic Park. <laughs> they had two T-Rexes. Yo, uh, and then there was a third one. I don't know what the fuck that thing was called. Yo, also, uh, can we talk about that T-Rex getting killed by a facial? <laughs> yeah, uh, if you've never seen a T-Rex die from having its skin boiled off... Well, I don't know if it was a T-Rex. I don't know if that thing at the end was a T-Rex. Because there was the two T-Rexes. I think they died. The thing at the end... I'm not sure. It might have been. Whatever yeah, it, fucking, was too, it was two... It was whatever two. it was. If you want to see a big, badass dinosaur get reduced to, like, hamburger meat, then yeah. Yeah, it was rough for him. Yeah, because uh, they managed to fend off two large T-Rexes before the injured predator starts attacking them. Uh, they ultimately kill it with a geyser blast and quickly. I was like, so now my other thing, I was like, is this supposed to be like Yellowstone? That's <laughs> not, I was like, I was like, is this going to combine everything? Uh, they ultimately kill it with a geyser blast and quickly return to the ship to blast off. Towards rescue as the asteroid collides with Earth. As the credits roll, several images of Earth's landscapes are shown in the aftermath of the asteroid's impact until a modern civilization appears years later yeah well not years like a long ass a long ass time 65 later. million years yeah yeah so, so yeah yeah a uh, solid movie um nothing great nothing to you know necessarily there's nothing too much to, to gripe go. about yeah not really honestly this even is, my complaints about like the asteroid and shit it's really minor i'd it say doesn't hurt that it's a movie though that uh it is enjoyable on a big screen because it's a sci-fi movie but not i would say that it's, it's not great enough of a movie that necessarily need to pull your ass off the couch to go see it in the theater i think it's one you could wait to watch at home but yeah, it's gotta, definitely one you shouldn't watch yeah. on your phone though it's more epic to watch on a tv screen of some sort but uh yeah i don't think it's one of those movies you need to go see but i think it's like at theaters but it's worth watching Sounds good to me. Yeah. Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, go see 65. Uh, you don't want to spend the money in theaters. You don't have to. Just wait until it comes out on On Demand or Voodoo or something and just rent it or buy it. Uh, 
next week, we're finally, because I think we said like two weeks ago that that next week was going to be Where the Monsters Part 2. So, next week, Where the Monsters Part 2. Again, it's going to be Bride of Frankenstein. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, this one, man, we didn't think the Pumpkinhead episode was going to be that long. No. I think Bride of Frankenstein might end up being longer. I think it will be. Um, yeah, so make sure to follow us online, High on Horror 420, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Send your PPA questions, Puff Puff Ace, at High on Horror 420 at gmail.com. Uh, what am I forgetting? Website. Yeah, <laughs> highonhorror.com. I knew there was something I was forgetting. Make sure to go check out uh, some reviews up on that bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I think that'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. See you all next week. Thanks for listening.